Hello, and welcome back to Forgotten Events. I am your host, Katie. This story is about a young lady who disappeared under very mysterious circumstances in Little Rock, Arkansas. Days before her disappearance, she had accused four men of gang raping her at a party she had attended. Later, her remains would be discovered, leaving many unanswered questions. And the last contact she had with anyone was with her brother when she made a phone call to him just before she disappeared. This is the story of Ebby Jane Stepek. On October 27th in 2015, Ebby's abandoned car was discovered in Chalamont Park in West Little Rock. Searches of the woods in the park were undertaken, but there was no sign of Ebby. She remained a missing person for nearly three years before her body was discovered in a drainage pipe in that same park in May of 2018 and in the immediate vicinity of where her car had been found. To this day, her death remains a homicide. Ebby was an 18-year-old high school senior attending Little Rock Central High. She had transitioned to that school just that year from a private school. And like some 18-year-olds that are seniors in high school, uh, they, they want to feel their independence. Ebby wanted independence from her parents, so she decided to move out of her family's home at the beginning of the school year, but really mainly stayed with her grandparents. Anyway, on Friday, October 23rd, she attended a party at some point that evening. The following day, it's been reported that Abby went to her mother's home and spoke with her stepfather. And there's a little bit of confusion as to whether or not she went to her mother's house or she sent a text message to her stepfather. But either way, she informed him that she had been gang raped by four individuals at the party and wanted to report the incident to the police right away. She also alleged that the rape had been recorded on someone's cell phone. I, I just can't imagine. She's gone through this and then you have the knowledge that some idiot recorded this. I just think it's beyond words. But later that evening, when her mother, Lori Jernigan, and her stepfather tried to reach her by phone, they got no response. And for some reason, her stepfather suspected that she had actually gone to retrieve the video of her rape. I mean, that seems kind of odd to me, but I don't know. Ebby had been at her grandparents' home until about 8 p.m. that evening. She told them she was leaving to meet up with her stepdad. That evening, two brief calls lasting approximately a minute each were placed to the Little Rock Police Department from Ebby's cell phone, though the police department, they've said that they have no record of receiving a report. And I don't know if that means they never received those calls or they never received an actual complaint. But throughout that evening, cell phone records showed that Ebby sent text messages to several of the men that she had implicated 
in her rape. She was threatening to report them to the police. As mentioned in the opening of this episode, Ebby last had contact with her older brother, Trevor, and that was around 2 p.m. on October 25th. This was a cell phone call between the two. Trevor described her as somewhat disoriented during their conversation because she initially told him she was parked right outside his house. So Trevor hangs the phone up, walks outside, and there's absolutely no sign of Ebby. When he called her back, she answered, but this time she told him she was in her car but was unsure where she was actually parked. And it's been reported that she did say one thing to him just before the call ended, and I will abbreviate this, but what's been reported is that she said, quote, I'm effed up, end quote. This was the last known contact anyone had with her. And this story just gets stranger and stranger. On October 27th, Ebby's 2003 Volkswagen Passat was discovered by a security guard. It was abandoned in a parking lot near a wooded area in that same park. The security guard notified police immediately. However, after approximately two hours or so, the police still hadn't arrived. So the security guard moved on. The next day, the security guard, while doing his rounds, saw that the vehicle was still sitting there. He phoned the police again, and about an hour later, they arrived and discovered it did belong to Ebby. The car had an empty gas tank, the battery was dead, and the keys were left in the ignition. So it's really strange. I mean, usually you either run out of gas or your battery dies. I don't know that they do it at the same time, but the fact that both happened makes me wonder if she ran out of gas and then tried to stay in the car, which explains the dead battery. But why wouldn't she call someone? That's where I get stuck. I just don't see any tidbits about her being in the car and waiting on someone. So I find that all really strange. There was a report in 2017 regarding the men Ebby had accused of the sexual assault. All of them had spoken to police, but there was no formal search of their cell phones. There was no attempt to retrieve the alleged video of her rape. So in an attempt to bring publicity to her case, Ebby's mother and brother went public on the Dr. Phil show in December of that year. A reward of $50,000 was offered for information leading to Ebby's discovery. And the discovery is where we go next. Around 10 a.m. on May 22nd in 2018, while performing another search of the Shalomot Park, police discovered skeletal remains in a drainage pipe in the vicinity where Ebby's car was found. These remains were subsequently confirmed to be those of Ebby Stepek. 
Now, there had been extensive searches for Ebby at the park in the past. If you remember, they searched when they found her abandoned car. Now, how this was missed will probably be a forever mystery. It's always surprising to me that, you know, they found her car, they did a search, but they didn't find her. I mean, it was more than skeletal remains at that point, so one would think she would be easy to find. But this is how it played out. So it's it's very sad that they couldn't find her when they found the car. For Ebby's older brother, Trevor, mm-mm-mm, the toll his sister's death took on his heart may have been too much for him. Unfortunately, he died of a massive heart attack at just 35, 35 years old. So very sad. I cannot begin to know what it felt like for him to be the last person to speak to his sister and carry that with him all those years. And I cannot imagine how their parents are feeling. This is just such a terrible tragedy all the way around. Really, there hasn't been, I don't think, a lot to go on. Not a lot has happened. But I will say, fortunately, there are angels out there. And one of those angels is retired Little Rock homicide detective Tommy Hudson. Immediately after retirement, he jumped all over this case. He is credited with finding Ebby's remains. And he was determined to solve this case. And I understand that he's gone back into retirement and on to something else, but I'm sure this has probably never left his mind. And there are other people actively working on this case. So the case certainly has not been forgotten. And I don't think it ever will be. We truly need a resolution to this, not only for Ebby, who suffered this tragedy, but her brother, who had to live with knowing that something terrible happened to his sister and his, her parents. I cannot imagine what this is like, not having a conclusion. So if you have any information regarding this case, please, please contact the Little Rock Police Department. You can actually ask for the cold case unit. And that's at telephone 501-404-3128. Let's get justice for Ebby, Trevor, and their family. Thank you for listening to Forgotten Events. Please stay tuned for more episodes.